SBS Radio. My guest is Chelsea Claydon, co-founder of Curry Kitchen Lismo. The kitchen was created in response to devastating floods earlier this year to provide hot meals and fresh fruit and vegetables, as well as essential necessities to local and surrounding communities. Very soon, Quarry Kitchen Lismo became an essential service for hundreds of people still reeling with the aftermath of the disaster, as well as the spiraling cost of living. Chelsea Claydon has accepted to talk to us about the situation several months after the natural disaster, the growing demand for Quarry Kitchen services, as well as some challenges they are facing. First of all, welcome to Night TV Radio, Chelsea. Thank you for having me. Now take us through how this Curry Kitchen journey started. It was the week after the first flood, I went down to volunteer actually at the Curry Mail Hub, the recovery hub. It was quite incredible actually. There were people that had come from near and far just to volunteer and do cleaning houses, clean up the streets. At that point, it was just diabolical. It looked like a war zone. Friends of mine actually had set up a dal table to serve food to everyone. And from there, it just progressed into this huge kitchen that we now have. Um, Because we were feeding so many people, it just expanded, expanded, expanded. I guess... The experience for me and the reason it's been so amazing has been to connect with the community there. It's been brilliant and and get to know everyone, but also to give back and see how much the warm meal and a big, big happy smile actually benefits everyone in such a tricky time. And one of the recurring comments about uh, Curry Kitchen, this whole initiative, uh, whether it's on social media or from other commentators, is that a warm meal brings people together and there's nothing like that. Yes, I truly believe that. And what most people may not know is that uh, when the floods occurred, actually, there was almost total devastation with basic services completely disrupted, supermarkets shut, roads closed. So... A service like a Curry Kitchen, uh, I'd say something that was imperative in the community. Yeah, it was imperative. I think at that point, people were just cleaning their houses all day long and forgetting to eat and feed themselves. So we were having drivers go out and drop food off on the streets, basically do reckeys. They were at that point still going to Cabbage Tree Island and Um, areas around us that had also been affected um, because people weren't in their, you know, thinking mind. They were actually just in trauma and basically trying to get their houses back to some normality and forgetting to actually do something so basic as to eat and feed themselves. So that's why it was great and... and, um, they were unable to get to shops because half of them lost their cars or most of them lost their cars. And many people, several months on, many haven't fully recovered from that disaster. There's still growing need for your service and uh, supporting the local community. I guess now it's become a huge hub for more than just food. It's a place now because we've been there since the first flood, which is going on or past six months now. People know we're there. It's a sort of security um, and comfort spot for them to come and have a chat with other people that have gone through the same thing. We often have 
you know, every fortnight um, the healing hub girls or guys come down and basically give some kind of mental relief, like mental um, health support, which is fantastic. And we have naturopaths that come and volunteer their time so people can actually look after themselves in this time of craziness for them. So it's not just about food. You, you provide, uh, I would say, a holistic approach to well-being. Yeah, well, it's a bunch of people coming together, actually. It's been brilliant. People contacting, saying, can we come down and volunteer, set up a tent. It's been amazing. Just have to say, you started with the chefs. Uh, I've seen on social media comments about uh, uh, some of them, and one in particular that caught my eyes, uh, Chef Hussein, with his uh, food, his uh, very good stews, um, uh, meat and vegetable stews. And And his pastries. Gosh, we saw those on the weekend. I'm so upset that I didn't get to try one. (laughs) They get fed really well. Again, I have to stress that people who attend a curry kitchen get quality food prepared by volunteer chefs and uh, people who attend uh, your service are people from uh, all communities, First Nations and others who are all affected by uh, the flood devastation and uh, spiraling cost of uh, living uh, the same way. Yeah, that's right. It's, It's actually interesting seeing how these worlds have collided in such a great way. So... There's so many different walks of life that are coming to sit on that balcony in the sunshine, have a meal and have a chat, which is pretty special actually to see. It's definitely, I guess, brought together lots of different areas and different walks of life that wouldn't have crossed paths maybe before. That's what's great about it. Yeah, when I was preparing for this interview, I saw a figure that uh, is really quite impressive, so Curry Kitchen served more than 150,000 meals. That's quite impressive. I think it's actually, I think it's doubled. (laughs) We were working that out the other day, and I think now since then it's probably doubled. Yeah. We're still doing approximately 600 to 800 meals a day. We do 60 to 100 deliveries. Um, And then there's still areas around that... um, People are, uh, a lot of people are camping in the front of their houses. Some of them still don't have vehicles, so they're unable to get to us, so we drop food to them. Wow. So you respond to a variety of needs, providing a holistic approach to well-being. This might have been one of my very first questions. How are you structured legally? We basically became incorporated with guidance through... uh, really great law firm that took us on um, pro bono Baker McKenzie they were incredible they basically guided us into becoming an incorporation and then um, I guess from there it was it's just been a huge learning curve for me because it's a whole other world this not-for-profit world and I think having to work in that structure you know with the community it's been um it's been tricky coming up against a lot of people that have obviously wanted us not to be there. Yeah. I think it would be great if we had the support of, I guess, the local council and um, other surrounding businesses because we're not affecting local business, that's for sure. Our clientele are not the people that would be eating food down the road at the pub for $30 a meal, you know. 
Yeah, I can uh, fully understand that. I see through that. But considering many people haven't been able or haven't had the means to rebuild after the floods, uh, as it often happens, insurance policies don't cover all the losses. Government handouts are only valid for a short time. Then, after that, you're out, on your, out of pocket and on your own. Several months, even sometimes years after a natural disaster. Yeah, so that's the thing is seeing these people come back over this six months and, you know, you've got your retired couples, you've got families, you've got people that rented, people that owned property and all of them, the pain in their faces actually, even more so probably now because interest rates have gone up and because of inflation. So for us to be able to provide them, you know, we have Koori Coles, which is like a, it's sort of like a temporary shopping centre full of donated goods so it's um you know non-perishable items things that you'd get in the supermarket and also household essentials so they can come and get those for their family as well as a hot meal and that really makes a difference for a lot of them that are really really struggling still i remember the curry mail had a similar initiative Uh, are you guys working together because you're trying to address the same needs in the same community yeah, yeah, they're all, um, we, well, a lot of them are part of our team and on the board of our kitchen. They're amazing. They've been part of our family and so supportive of us from day one. It's just been phenomenal to actually integrate into this world and um, be a part of their beautiful, beautiful family. Now tell us about the hurdles, some of the hurdles you encountered along the way, including uh, the ones you just mentioned, uh, relationships with uh, the local council. Because I saw on social media that the local council is coming down heavy-handedly with parking fines, and uh, this has affected some of your volunteers, and uh, this uh, may actually affect uh, your overall operations. Yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate because I think the the community will be really upset if they end up saying we have to close that down um, in in a short period of time because. The council, I don't really know many of them, to be honest with you. I have heard rumours from other people that there are a certain group that are trying to uh, say that we're overtaking local business now that cafes and things are opening up again, but I don't think any of them have actually come and sat down in the hub and experienced or taken a look at what actually goes on. So they've made a judgment before they've actually even integrated to have a look at what's happening there. And I think um, overall, there is still so many businesses not open. There's a handful that might be open and we are not conflicting with them at all or trying to overtake their business at all. And these groups might be exerting some pressure and influence uh some adverse behaviour towards the organisation and getting you booked. Yeah, well, the other day was actually pretty full-on because we did have a number of... Well, everyone got booked, all the cars, and actually I was under the impression that um, most of that car park area where our marquee's been placed were actually um, reserved spots for us anyway, so we were able to move our tent even further across which is taking up all of those car parking spaces if we wished. So therefore, I'm not sure how so many people ended up getting parking fines after two hours, which is crazy. It's not really supporting us. 
<laughs> Let's face it. They yeah. should be supporting us. In some cities, there might be issues parking with parking availability. Hence, very strict monitoring and lots of fines being issued to ensure some form of, uh, I would say, equity in the way parking spaces are used. What's the situation in Lismore? Do you have any parking issues like we do have in places like Melbourne and Sydney? No, this is the thing. I mean, I believe they've put a lot of money into making that car park. Um, They're using it for electric cars, I think, like a station to recharge. Um, I'm not sure how many electric cars are in Lismore or go through Lismore, but currently our car park doesn't... There's still areas where you can park all the way around. There's no way that it's causing any kind of traffic issue, that's for sure. Yeah, Obviously, you answer the needs of a large number of people affected by hardship for no fault of their own, including retirees and... uh, homeless and uh, all people from all walks of life and you have tremendous volunteers doing a great job what other hurdles have you observed except the ones we just mentioned it's definitely um you know there's been people that are always criticizing so there there's a large majority and and to be honest with you we've been greeted mostly from the community with such Respect, So that's been great because we're giving a service that's actually needed. Um, there are the minority that have caused my crew a lot of pain, actually. Um, and they're just a small amount of people and it's really sad that they have to, you know, be awful to people that are actually trying to do something nice for them. But I guess this happens and it's just managing how to create a space where they're not overtaking our space so i think that's something that we'd kind of move them on politely one question that i should have asked maybe a bit earlier yourself and your co-workers are you all first nations yeah there's a mix actually so izzy um who was one of my best friends she is from the solomon islands um she is now unfortunately not working with us anymore which is sad i feel like i've lost my right arm but she's just down the road so she's working with another company and actually is still a big part of our group um within our board we have naomi from kurimao and then two other um kurimao workers that have been incredible with us from the very beginning um noel and wayne so they've been a big part of our story as well and still are and then there's Kat and myself so yeah it's a mix yeah it's great that you're working with the Kuri Mail uh, working together and uh, we had some good news actually last week or just uh, not a long time ago that um, the Kuri Mail has secured new premises and now able to operate in uh, normal conditions which is a really fantastic a great development there considering the hardship they went through now Chelsea my last question before I let you go I know you're very busy is there anything we haven't mentioned you'd like to add to the conversation I think a big thanks to everyone that's been a part of creating the energy and the atmosphere at that kitchen because it has been an overall thing although we were the founders and we have come down to work within the hub that was already created by Kuri Mao and it was amazing. I think there's just so many people that put their hand up to help and um, 
without all of those people, we wouldn't be here today still running this this well-oiled machine. And a lot of them have been flood affected themselves, actually, and have had to, you know, come in and step up and, and create this energy that's actually... It's been good for them as well as um, as well as us because it's caused them to not, you know, live in their trauma so much and forget about what's going on and actually give back to their community, which has been beautiful. But it's also just so nice seeing everyone come together and and create something so special. Chelsea, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. 